to the track, the wall makes the leap and makes the catch! Amazing catch by Junior! He got it! A perfect game! 13 strikeouts! Ryan out for straightaway center field, picking out for blank center, crowd at the wall, leaps up, and he makes the catch! Mike Trout with another spectacular grab! Hello, everybody, and welcome to... Oh, that's your role. My bad. <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> Hello, everybody, Hello, everybody and welcome, welcome to... to... <laughs> Alright, Please keep that all in there. I hope that's how we actually start. Oh, that would be great. Okay, so that's how we're going to actually start, so we've now started. But really, welcome to another episode of the Champions Adjust podcast. This is season... Boom... Two, episode number seven, season two, episode number seven of the Champions Adjust podcast. Whoa. And here we cover baseball. We cover everything from short hops to bat flips. Our main area of focus is youth baseball because that's where Coach Bodson and I coach. We coach a 13-year-old team called Wolfpack Baseball, so we're very, very interested in youth baseball. Um, it recently we have covered a lot of MLB because there was not a lot of stuff going yes. on. We have covered some college. Um, we will do some postseason editions of MLB, but mostly we cover youth baseball because there's a lot of stuff going on in youth baseball. There's a lot of stuff going on in youth sports. There's a lot of things that people don't know about that I think we could educate people on since we played in youth sports. We were grew up in youth sports and now we're coaching in it. I think there's a lot of things that families and parents and kids can really benefit from knowing. Sure. Um, so we're sharing our experiences. We're sharing things that we think to be true. Um, this is not about preaching. This is not about telling you what to do. This is about sharing advice so that everyone can be a champion and adjust along the way. See how I dropped that in there? Uh, we are cha- you know what they say about champions. What do they say about champions? Champions adjust, baby. Champions adjust, baby. Uh, yeah. By the way, if you can see this, you are awesome, and you should keep that shit up. Let me tell you what. Mm. Yeah, that's what we do here. So we're gonna we're gonna dive in a little bit to our team. Yeah, full what, disclosure off the bat. What? Um, and we're, we're gonna talk about this, but uh, man, I'm tired. How about you? I feel um, okay. Okay. So um, no, this past weekend. Coach Aaron and I, um, along with Coach Lovell and Coach Dalen Holt, we uh, went to Houston for the uh, Perfect Game Regional Championship. Yeah. So the best teams in the region come together to Houston. And so, you know, there's there's different levels, right? You got 9U all the way through 14U, and you got AA, AAA majors. We were in the 13 majors, and we were one of 27 teams that interned at 13 majors. So 27 teams from... Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, Tyler, Longview, all the way to like Odessa, Midland areas, 
come all all the way together in a 10-hour radius, and the best 27 teams who wanted to be a part of this come together and they play. Well, that that entailed of uh, six games and just heat. Houston's hot. Mm-hmm. And so I was asleep last week. We got back yesterday, and I was asleep uh, by 8 p.m. Yeah, we got back by about 7 p.m. Yeah, I was asleep within an hour. Um, yeah, six you know, games, three days, two games a day. It was a lot of fun. We'll talk more about that. But I do want to uh, give one big shout-out before we really get into this. Just at the top of the hour, mm-hmm. um, I, I find it incredible. Uh, um, select baseball is different now than it was when we were growing up, right? Can you – before, there's – can you can you say the difference between rec baseball and select sure. baseball? Just so briefly, it depends on who you're talking to. Rec league baseball and and uh, and select baseball. In theory, well, one rec baseball is considerably more affordable. Yes, it's just considerably more affordable. You're playing a rec league sponsored by the city. You get your uniforms. You get to play some games in the middle of the week and you go home. And usually a, a parent coach. Usually a parent coaches. Usually the competition's not quite there. Um, usually the coaching level isn't quite there. That is not necessarily fair to assume. Mm-hmm. Right. The parent can be very knowledgeable. Sure. You know, I'm going to be a father and I, I, I'm gonna, I, I will consider myself a father who is knowledgeable about the game. Yeah. Um, but um, and there's considerably less pressure in theory. In theory, at the at the record level, select baseball is buttoned up. Well, it's you know, I have my own thoughts, which we can get into on a different uh, on a different platform or different time, but a um, different episode. Um, select baseball can be a big money grab. Mm-hmm. Of hey, thanks for your money. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the coaches aren't super knowledgeable in select baseball. Sometimes the competition is not very fierce, but. What it should be, and what I feel the Wolfpack Baseball Organization does a good job of, as well as some other organizations we've seen out there, um, high-level coaching, high-level education, high-level talent, high-level competition. And you're not just learning baseball, you're learning more about life and what it is to fail and what it is to succeed. And you're going up against the best of the best. For example, this weekend, we played four of the top 27, 28 teams uh, in this entire state of Texas, ranked by Perfect Game Baseball, uh, which is a good measuring stick. Um, so, th- with that in mind, you know, I'm glad, right? We went out to Houston. We played some of the top talent in the state, and we did really well against them. Um, we won a couple. We lost a couple. I ended up going four and two on the weekend. Um, I'm, I'm digressing, um, but yeah, that, I think that's the big difference to me about you know also select baseball is 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 no coined travel ball right and not just you know travel ball isn't just you know coming from dallas to florida dallas to houston dallas to oklahoma travel ball is going from dallas to fort worth right and then uh dallas to cleburne and dallas to waxahachie which is in the surrounding dallas area but it's still an hour 15 away Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're going and you're coming back and you're going back and coming back we'll give the example of you know the tournament day that we're going to talk about soon which was two weeks ago where as coaches we went um from our houses in Plano to where was our first games? Mm, Field of Dreams. No, um, Mansfield. Yeah, yeah, Mansfield. So we go from Plano to Mansfield, about an hour, ten minutes, mm-hmm. all the way back to Plano, hour, ten minutes to drive forty-five minutes to Melissa, back to Plano, back to Mansfield the next day, back to Plano, back to Mansfield, back to Plano. So it's a combined about five and a half hours of driving in two days um, as coaches, and so that that leads me to what I wanted to give a shout out to. Okay. Um, 
in select baseball, it is bizarre to think about how much travel there is. And as coaches, we see that we have to, you know, pay, spend gas. We got to, you know, go eat. We got to do this. We got to do that. Just so we can coach the game we love right. for the kids that we love to coach. Exactly. The parents of these kids, though, not only do they have a kid on this team and they're paying this price yeah. financially, monetarily. It's a good price. To, for the kid to be on the team. They also have you know, two, three, four, five kids that they're paying for mm-hmm. to do different sports. And they're finding a way to get them to, you know, Mansfield. There were you know, a couple of those kids that the weekend played in Mansfield and then that, in that morning and then Melissa that night. They're also driving those five and a half hours mm-hmm. while they're figuring out how they're going to get their other kids to games. Mm-hmm. And their other kids... You know, we have to feed them and get gas and do all that. Um, and so, I, you know, it's, it's easy to not think about as coaches when we're in the city. Yeah. You know, hey, thanks for dropping them off. Thanks for, for being here. Thanks for picking them up. See you later. Um, but we're in Houston, and we, we sat down, and we got to know a lot of the parents. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of the first time, at least for me personally, that I've been able to speak to them more than just like a passing. Sure. Right? Because we're, we, we're all the same place. There's nowhere we can go. Or right. No we're in the same hotel. Go, we're in yeah. the same hotel. So it gives you an opportunity to meet people and see where the kids come from and why they act the way they do and why they have respect and manners and things of that nature. And it's nice to see kind of that uh, that lineage. Yes. And, and, and it's, it's nice to see that lineage, but it's also great to see you know, the, the, the hard work that goes into caring for these children that we care for. We, we really, and it's... it's you no, know, it was uh, put to me by one of the parents this week, and like, hey, you guys are at our daycare for for you know a few hours a week. You know, we drop them off, and they're yours. We you know we do whatever you need to do with them. Yeah. Um. Which you no, know, thank you for the trust. You know, and I think we do a lot with that trust. Um, but it's just it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of money to, to a lot of money man to do what what they are allowing their kids to do which is different from what it was when we were kids Mm -hmm. when we were kids it it was it was you know it was different you know there were maybe one to two teams maybe two at each age group and were you traveling that much not not really I didn't travel a ton there were a couple tournaments but I didn't travel a ton um, it, it, it didn't cost as much as it does now that's why I was able to be on like three teams at a time yeah, which equals about what what we do now with yes. one. Yes, right. That's why my mom had me on so many teams, so that because in rec league you're not practicing during the week, you might play one, right? Yeah. So you can be on two teams, mm-hmm. and you can be on a travel ball team on the weekend. Sure, and you get all those games in and practices. It yeah, absolutely. now it's like you, you kind of want to find one more than one select team is way too much. Yeah, you know, right, at times oh, it's. It's almost too much what we do. We practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games, Saturday, Sunday. You know, that's a lot, right? And yeah. so um, that's, anyway. why, that's why the initial thing always has to be a love for the game. Yes. Right? That's why we we, we kind of want to take that spirit of rec ball because it gets a bad reputation as something that's like whatever, right? But it's meant to be fun. Yeah. That's what it's meant to be when you're eight, nine, ten years old. It's meant to be fun. You're learning your body, you're learning how to socialize, you're learning how to move, you're learning a sport that's complicated but so awesome. Yes. Right? And then you start to develop a little bit of skill and then you can kind of make it a little bit more competitive. Yes. But you still want to have that nature of fun. Uh, and that's hard when you're trying to do something um, competitive or excellent, right? 
it's hard to keep that nature of fun. But that's our job as coaches yes, to do that. Gotta have fun. To remind the kids that this is fun. For example, we were down a couple yesterday and all of a sudden Eminem Lose Yourself came on and I yeah. started rapping the entire first verse and and you know, the kids were like, I thought you said locked in. I was like, I am freaking locked in. Right. To Eminem right now, let's go. Gotta have fun. Like, I don't know if you guys know as listeners or viewers, but Coach Bozin is, is an A-plus rapper. Yeah, that is not true. They actually and, uh, <laughs> Episode 8 is going to be a full 45-minute freestyle, just I'm in case you're yeah, wondering. Dude. Yeah, man, because you, know you know what they say about money, right? What? My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. You make me want to wiggle, wiggle. I don't even actually know words anymore. Anyways. You make me want to dribble, dribble. You know. Riding in my Fiat, you really have to see it. Six foot two in a compact, no slack. But it's luckily the seats go back because I like to relax. And I, okay, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Draw the line. Um, fun. Yeah, we gotta have fun. Um, actually, I will go up to the kids and I'll wrap that to them and just get them smiling. You know, like hey, we're down two in the bottom of the ninth or bottom of the seventh in our case. Like. You got runners in second and third, and a base hit's going to tie it. You got two outs, so you're you're going to be really hard on yourself if you don't. So what am I going to go do? And you can watch this. If you ever watch, you know, parents are listening or kids, you see me doing this. If you see me go up to a kid in that situation, I'm probably doing exactly that. I'm going, hey, man, come here. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. And all of a sudden, they smile. I'm like, dude, relax. Calm down. Just a game. Mm-hmm. Keep your hands in. Keep your shoulders square. Breathe. You're a fucking dude. Get your hands to the zone. Get it back to the zone. Barrel it up and do your best. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and just see what happens. And, you know, you'll be surprised what happens when you just relax your body a little bit. And, um, and then, boop, game winning hit. Right. Hey, told you you can do it. Nice, Weston Williams. Weston Williams, baby. Nice. CJ. Um, and then, <laughs> Good God, Caden Job. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit. But anyway, uh, wrapping up my thought, I just want to give a huge shout out to the parents of, of the kids that, 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 you know, work really hard to get their kids to where they need to be and, and sacrifice immensely to do so uh, for the betterment of, of, of the team. And it helps us do our jobs. And, you know, I, I put... And I know you do too. I put every ounce of energy I have, and Lulu, you know, makes jokes about it. I, I put every ounce of energy I have into these kids on the weekends. Like I, I leave nothing behind, and I am exhausted at the end of it. But it is worth it when the kids appreciate it and the parents appreciate it. So, yeah. big time shout out to the parents for for being there this past weekend, and overall, just across the board, you know, being there for your kids so that we can do our jobs. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot about the parents. I think a lot about us. In our relationship with the players. Sure. I think a lot about the coach-parent relationship. I think a lot about what we're trying to teach them and how it can be um, enforced at home. How what they're trying to be taught at home is can be enforced by sure. us. Right? And all of those things matter. That's why sports aren't just sports. Right. I, I, no matter what you use as your vehicle, whether it's you're in band, because you can learn the same stuff in band. Right? Yeah. You're in a community. You're in a team. Whether it's choir whatever sport you decide to do, whether it's a religious community, right? All of these things are just vehicles to give you these, these little lessons that you're not necessarily going to learn in the classroom, but you're going to learn in life, in, the, in, in, your, in, your, in your small life. So in your, when your life gets bigger and you have a kid or you have a job or you get fired or you need to go to college and you need to prioritize your time, all of these things, you're like, okay, 
let me think back on some of the experience I had. Okay, we did this camp one time here and this happened. Okay, now I have this. And then my mom told me this one time, but when I was 13, I thought she was dumb, but really she was hella smart and always had my back. And Coach Bodzin was super cool then. He actually said the same thing as my mom when I was 13. Now I'm 18. Okay, that fucking makes sense. Yeah. It's all of those things. Because we talked to a mom, Jamie Cantrell, over the weekend. She's Uh, like, yeah, both both my kids don't think I'm cool anymore. Yeah. And I'm, punks. and I'm like, well, we think you're mad cool. And yeah. Uh, yeah. coming from two guys who absolutely love their moms. Yeah, Callan, if you're really when the you listen to this, Callan, your mom's a badass, and uh, you'll see that over time. Yeah. Oh, everybody, every single one of you kids who is listening to this, your mom is an absolute badass. Your dad's okay. Dad's your mom's pretty- a, yeah, your dad's okay. Your mom's a badass. Yes. Yeah, if you're listening sure. to this, your dad's okay. Your mom is an absolute badass. And if you don't understand that now, you will in the very near future. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now that she is. My mom's listening to this, so. Yeah, and, and, and your mom or is a badass. And yeah. my mom's Sandy, who's not listening to this. But she's a badass. <laughs> well, we'll clip this little she, part she out. She was like two episodes two early on. She's like, yeah, it was good. Okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, so those are, those, are some, those are some initial thoughts from over the weekend. The baseball was good, right? The baseball was good. Baseball's really good. Um, we dude, ran into some really good teams. I good love, 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 love playing those good teams. Yeah. And seeing who... What kind of studs we have out here in the state of Man, Texas? It was cool to get like a measuring stick of where we are at because we talked about this yesterday. I, I really would put our our Navy team up against any team in the city of Dallas. I, I would argue that we are one of the top teams in the city of Dallas at the thirteen U majors and fourteen U majors level. Yeah, we can beat most of those teams, but then you go out to like Houston, Austin. And San Antonio, where it's a little bit more of like an all-star team feel, like an all-city team. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, holy cow, there's some athletes on this team. Like, give you an example. We were in the semifinal game yesterday, mm-hmm. and we put Steven Madrano, who's just been a dude for us on gold. Yeah. Just an absolute dude all season, works his tail off all year. Um, he's, you know, I don't think he takes a day off. Him and his brother Jason both. Neither, one, neither one of them take days off. They are playing every single day, preparing, watching the game, doing drills, etc. And their parents are all in. And their, and their parents are all in. And Jennifer Madrano, badass. Frank Madrano, also really cool. <laughs> no, you're probably no. You're awesome. Both of you guys are awesome. Um, but anyway, we give we give Steven Madrano an opportunity. Uh, you know, new pitcher. This all city team based out of uh, Georgetown, Texas, which is just north of uh, Austin. I know this team's Houston. This is like an all city team in Houston. Um, kids pumping like 74, 75 from a weird angle, and mm-hmm. none of our guys are really touching it. And he comes up to the plate and he absolutely squares a ball up, mm-hmm. dribbled down the line. That 10 out of 10 times in the 14U AAA, which, you know, which we, we put our 13, where our, 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 we put, you know, two 13U teams, one plays 14 AAA, one plays 14 majors. Um, and, you know, 10 out of 10 times it's a base hit. Mm-hmm. This kid on this Houston team just off balance, like, like reached over with his glove side across his body to make the, to, 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 to bring the ball in. Then off his back foot, his right foot, he turns his body and flips it on an absolute laser beam to first base to get the out. Yeah. And, and Stephen came in, he was upset. I'm like, what's wrong, dude? He goes, that was my one shot to prove myself to the Navy team. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. I was like, ah, oh, God. I said, okay. I said, dude, you went first pitch ready. First pitch fastball. That nobody else can touch. First pitch ready, and you square the ball up, like 80 miles per hour off the bat, which is good for a 13-year-old. Yeah. And 
I mean, I, you know, arguably one of the best third basemen in the state made a play on you. Like, what are you going to do about that? In my book, that's a hit. Yeah. Like, it's all you can ask for for a kid. You come in, you have one shot, one opportunity. Do not miss your chance. Okay, Eminem. And he didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't. Because um, we, we, uh, we talk a lot about, you know, letting go of the outcome. Because the outcome is out of our control. Mm-hmm. Part of our champions adjust, you know, mindset program or yeah. what we teach them in the mental skills is that the outcome is out of your control, completely out of your control. If you need a better example than Hunter Green throwing a no hitter and still losing a ball game, God. that's the prime example. And if that can trickle down into a 13 year old brain that Hunter Green can throw a no hitter and still lose that you can absolutely piece up a baseball, whether it be to the shortstop, the second baseman, the third baseman, the center fielder, the left fielder, the right fielder. Once it is, once it leaves, the ball leaves the bat, you're out of your control. The only thing you have control over is your timing, your approach, your routine, and what pitch you swing at. I talk with two pitchers about that all the time. I want to bring up two names over the weekend that, that we saw. Preston Farragut went 0 for 7, I think, on Saturday. Or like, oh, he's 0 for 6 at one point on Saturday. He had... He had two hits. Okay. But the other times that he got out, they were all laser beams. Laser beams. And he was like pissed. And at one point I got onto him and I was like, let's talk more about what you didn't do versus what the team did do. Let's talk more about you. Like I was like, dude, why are you so concerned about the fact that you pieced the ball that went right to a center fielder? Like we get it. Nobody's upset with you about it. Mm -hmm. Support the team. Him and Wesley Williams too. Wesley Williams... At points, looked a little lost at the play. I think he was getting into his head. He was losing a little bit of confidence in himself. But when he barreled up, man, he yesterday went oppo to a guy close to the wall. They just made a play. And it's like, ah, he got a hang slider, went the other way. Right fielder just made a play on him. Right. And it's just like, you can't control that. I talk to pitchers every single day. I don't care how hard you throw the baseball. Nothing you do while you're on the mound is going to help you throw it harder anymore. You've done all of your work off the field right once you're on the on, once you're on the mound you have to relax your body you're going to your mechanics done right are going to get you velocity if you try to muscle up and throw the ball hard I'm going to sit here and I'm going to grip this as hard as I can I'm going to throw as hard as I can I'm going to take three four or five miles per hour off my fastball mm-hmm. but if I get up and I'm just loosely holding it I'm going to go two seamer I'm just going to loosely grip it and I'm just going to and I'm going to go through my motions my torque and my core and my legs and everything I've worked hard to build up over the last you know, few days, weeks, months, years, that's what comes into control now. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to my velocity. Same thing that we just said. Mm-hmm. Once the ball leaves your hand, once the ball leaves your bat, you've done your job. Right. Through all your focus exercises, through all your hard work, in the weight room and practice, etc., your mechanics, if you, if you have the right approach, there's nothing that you're going to do to muscle it. That's just not going to be beneficial to the outcome of the play, mm-hmm. right? And it's hard to convince kids that all the work happens before the game. Right. Once you're in the game, that's why we don't really talk to the kids a lot when they're on the field. We've worked really hard to get you guys ready for this game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go play. Go play. And that's that's my message to coaches who micromanage, which I which we saw last year with our team. I did a little bit more. I... I um, it was my first year coaching, and I recognize now that I should not have done that. But when you practice two, three days a week, and you work really hard with these kids, you've done your job as a coach. Take a step back. You can run the offense, run steals, run bunts, you know, call pitches if you need to, which we don't really do. Mm-mm. But 
ground ball to third base and then and, and, and he didn't get around the baseball, he knows. He knows he made an error. Nothing I say is going to help the situation. Except for a calm, calm hey, next ball is coming to you. Next ball is coming to you. the response that you want the player to If have. I see a kid not line up the second base the right way, I'm not going to sit here and go, hey, line up across a freaking bag. Let's go. No, hey, come back in. Hey, what do you think you could have done better there? Right. Let's talk about this. And like, here's what I saw. Here's what we need to, to happen. Okay, now we know. Right. Don't micromanage the game. It's not helping anybody. And it's, it's sports and even high school. High school high school baseball. Like let them learn the game themselves because if you tell them every single time they do something wrong, guess what? They're thinking about that more than they're thinking about the next play. So the issue that arises in high school yeah. is that the coach's job is on the Yes, line. understood. And that's why I said I don't want if we win or lose. Correct. What really happens if the parents care more about winning than the development of their players. We they say, go find a new yeah, team. Yeah, we say, this isn't the program for you. And we find another guy. Well, we're going to win, but, you know. But the problem when you get to the high school, college level, yes. where if you don't have two winning seasons in a row, or you have two losing seasons in a row, you're fired. Right. Right? And so that's a big thing to think about. And so coaches start to over-rotate on managing the game so uh Tightly that they don't let their players play because they have this uh, mindset of like, if I don't have a winning season, I'm fired, which is probably true. But if they want to embody the same things they want their players to do, they also have to under rotate on that. They have to relax. They have to flip that and say, okay, you guys, we've done the work. I've done the work as a coach. I understand the reports, all these things. I understand my players. I put them in the right spot. I give them all the tools to succeed. Now let's get after it. Yeah. And if they get it done, they get it done. If they sure. don't, they don't. Right. The outcome is the um, is how your process is going. Yes. So you can change your process always based on your outcome. And so coaches who our jobs are on the line, they tend to over rotate on those things, and then it tends to backfire on them because their players play more tight. Right, yes. they play uh, less loose. They don't trust themselves because they're trying to do exactly what their coach says all the time, no matter what. With little creativity, we talk about that a lot. With little flow, um, with uh, not allowing their athletic parts to shine deeply. Yes, um, and so that becomes a problem there for coaches. Yes. so they need to figure that out as well. Um, but it's hard because you know your livelihood is on the line. There's a lot of pressure on yourself tough. too. But we preach not putting the pressure on yourself, right? Like, hey, you've done the work. You have to now let it play out. So as a coach, I have to do the same. Like, mm-hmm. I care very deeply for the success of every single player who plays for us. Right. Very deeply. Um, which is why when Caden Job gets three walk-off RBIs or two walk-off RBIs and three game-winning RBIs in six games, I'm... I'm just over the moon for him. Right. Um, but at the same time, when I see, you know, Grady Holmes struggle at the plate, when I know he's one of the best hitters we have, my heart breaks for the kid. He's beating himself up. Sure. And it's just like, man, I, I want to jump in there for you and, like, help you do this. But, like, all I can say is, man, you're, you're casting your hands out. You got to breathe and, 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 and have an approach. You got to have an approach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's all we can really do. Especially when, like, you know, they're on the mound. Like, I work with the pitchers very closely, and I want nothing more than success. So I tend to overreact when there's an error that keeps my pitcher on the on the mound longer because, you know, I, I, I hinge a lot of my emotions upon how the pitchers are doing because I work closely with them on that stuff. Um, 
Yeah, we're, we want to be in the trenches yeah. with them. Yeah. But we, we, are. we don't play for them. They no. play. Yeah. We, we just try to do the best we can to the give guy. them all the tools they can and then to embody a, um, a demeanor that shows that we always have confidence in them no matter what the yes. situation is. Yes. And eventually they will feel that in themselves regardless of the coach. Yes. Because they're not always going to have coaches like us. They're probably... Hopefully they have better coaches, right? When they continue oh, sure. to play baseball longer. Yep. But they might have coaches who don't respond the way we respond. So now they're so internally driven and in, intrinsically motivated that no matter if their coach is uh, yeeting a bucket of baseball in the dugout, <laughs> they're still their demeanor is still, oh, I got the next play. doesn't yes. matter. I got it. And then they make the next you know, four, five, six, seven plays in a row. Yep. And so... 100%. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. So that's what we're teaching. Um... Yeah, do you want to uh, talk about a little bit of our, our games and what, what's been going on the last couple of weeks? Uh, I mean, we touched on Houston. Yeah, we touched on Houston. Um, so, and then the week before Houston, we had a cool weekend. We did have a cool weekend. Let's and then, go and with then the, we'll touch that and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, yeah let's go. Um, now, I'll monologue for a second here. Um, Gold Team is a team that, you know, that's the team that I, I run offense for and I make most of the decisions for our Gold Team. And a bunch of really great kids who just haven't physically developed as much as some of the guys on, on Navy. They're still phenomenal athletes, but you know, we got a, a starting first baseman. We got we okay, we got a starting shortstop on on Navy who's five foot eleven mm-hmm. and throws a ball seventy eight miles per hour. And I got a starting shortstop on gold who's like five foot two. Yeah, and basically just started playing baseball. And just yeah. you know, just got back into baseball, right? But phenomenal athlete and he's hitting like four hundred for us, but he's just you know the development in baseball knowledge is a little bit different. Um, so we played in 14 AAA, and we're we are we are 500 on the season against 14 AAA. And we if we played 13 AAA, then we would win a lot more games. But yeah. we don't. We play 14 AAA. We want to push their limits a little bit and get them ready. We don't care about winning games. Yeah, we don't care about winning games. Um, so we, uh, we we took this past weekend off, but the weekend before that, we went up against a team that we lost. Uh, Keller Charger. We lost eight to five. It was you know one of those where. Winnable game, too many errors, too many walks. Just just didn't come together for us. Too many errors, too many walks, lose the game. But we came back the next game and we were down four to two. And um, no, it was three to three to two. And we come back and we score eight runs in the top half. Um, basically saying, hey, we need energy on the bench, let's score some runs. Um, then we put uh, my boy Jason Madrano on the mound. He made the funniest play I've ever seen. Um, he had a runner on third and uh, one out, and there was a ground ball to Jason. He took the ball, he checked the runner on third like you're supposed to do, then he started making his move towards first. When he started making his move towards first, and again, this run represents a run that will get this team within six of us. Like, we're up seven at this point. If this run scores, now we're up six with one out in the last inning. It's all going one, 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 get the sure fired out, let the run score, it does not matter. He kind of figured it out at the last second. If you're watching, you can kind of see I'm stepping towards home, but now I'm going to throw to the first, and I ended up throwing right to the dugout. And he threw it <laughs> over the dugout. So not only does the run score, but now the surefire out is now on second base. And you can just see he's like, like clinching. So I go talk to him. And I look at him, I was like, that's one of the funniest plays I've ever seen. Like, that's awesome. Like, it's okay. We still got a six-run lead. Just throw the ball out of the middle. It's going to happen. Like, well, let's just, just keep throwing your game. You're going to be good. Um, it worked out. He ended up getting a strike three called um, to uh, end the game. We win that game, and we go to the next day. I guess the team that just beat us 8-5 to five earlier that day. 
in what was probably one of the better baseball games I've ever been a part of. Um, we had our boy Thin Cove up on the mound against one of their guys. Same thing, Color Chargers. Chargers. Um, it was a 75-minute seven-inning game. Beautiful game. Lost three to one. Um, I I got a player thrown out of home in the last inning, which I still would have done again. Basically, it was one of those situations. Coaches, you know what I'm talking about. I have a runner on second. I got no. Who was I got? I got a run on first and no outs. And he's got average minus speed, mm-hmm. just below average speed. But he hustles. And he's gotten faster. And we have J.P. Malone who just barrels one to left center field. And he's coming towards third, and I see they haven't picked up the the ball yet. And I'm thinking, all right, send them, because it's going to take two perfect throws to throw them out. Mm -hmm. So go. And if one of these two throws is even an inch off, then we're safe. And what happens, they throw two perfect. The relay to home is absolutely perfect. And they throw them out. Boom. Like, boom. Happens. It's a good relay. Perfect throws, good relay. We ended up losing the game three to one. It was a tremendous game that was uh, 75 minutes long. Um, if you know anything about youth sports, there's a time limit in these games. So this is a uh, you know bracket play game. So it's an hour 45. We finished 30 minutes ahead of time while playing the length of the entire game. All, all innings, yeah. All innings. So that was incredible game. Tight, smooth, phenomenal, sharp. Um, just good stuff all around. Yes, um, and that was the end of their weekend. And then, yeah, and so back up the, this uh, weekend, this coming weekend, yeah. the first weekend. Super of June. excited to get back with them. Yeah. Um, we got to be ready to go. A bunch of those kids, really good game. Yep, so. and we had four of those guys come with us: of Finn Cove, the Madrona brothers, and uh, Lincoln Boyles. Big dog um, Lincoln. Big dog Lincoln, who is our uh, base running extraordinaire this weekend. It's great to have him on the base. Very knowledgeable base runner. Another one of those kids who's a really fun athlete. He's just he's five foot two. He just hasn't he has hasn't grown yet, but he's a really fun athlete baseball to watch. IQ is very yes, he's great baseball IQ. Um, uh, so that was that, and then we go to um, Melissa, uh, where um, Navy got no hit in the first game, and there's a lot of infighting. Rebounded and beat the heck out of the next team. This is a 14U majors tournament. First team we we got no hit. Second game it was not a great team. We beat them nine to one. Next day, we play a majors team. Um, go down 3 nothing early, end up beating them. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so we go to the semifinals where we play the team that no hits. Yeah. And beat them. You know, really knocked it into them, 6-3. And then we go in the championship game, which started 45 minutes late. It's now 8.45 p.m. Uh, kids Sunday have, night. Sunday night. Kids all have finals, finals the next day. Yeah. Um, End up winning in extra innings. Shout out Weston Williams coming down and just locking it down for us. Uh, Max Bachman with a huge triple. Um, Just a fun weekend. Ended up winning a 14U championship going into this past weekend. And this past weekend, we go out there and, you know, win two on Saturday, which were necessary to get us in the gold bracket and the top bracket of the 13 majors. And then um, Sunday, two more. We win two more to ensure that we're in the winner's bracket of the. Um, of the 13U majors. So now we're 4-0. In that last game we played, we didn't know this at the time, we went up against a team called the San Antonio Kings. Um, and basically, uh, they are, they're ranked number 26th in the state. They're ranked 6th in the region, you know, which is you know phenomenal. Um, we got a bunch of dudes, just big dudes, some of which probably weren't legally there. We, we came to find out. Some of which probably shouldn't have been playing for them, but whatever, you know. We're, we're there, we're playing, we're, we're here to play the game. And apparently the um, the kids uh, on their team went up to the kids on our team during warm-ups and said, hey, we're about to make you our bitches. 
And another kid's like, well, what, what the F is Wolfpack, man? What do you have this kindergarten uh, this kindergarten logo? You know, really trying to, like, pick a fight. Well, we end up shoving it down them and uh, down the throats, and we go beat them 7-3. to three. Um, Coolest thing in the world. Um, earlier in that day, I'll backtrack. We won a game uh, Sunday morning against a team that we should have we should have beaten. And we were down one going into the last inning. Uh, Weston Williams gets the game-tying double with the funniest slide I've ever seen. We pinch-run him with Nate Cisneros, who's just absolute speed. He's been hurt, but he's been a good courtesy runner for us. And then um, Caden Job with Cisneros takes third in a basketball. And Caden Job, man, he just lasers one to second base. Throw to second, throw home was great. Cisneros gets around the tag. The ball ends up getting dropped, so it didn't matter anyway. But he gets around the tag, won the game. Then that night, 7-3, Grady Holmes on the mound, absolutely throwing BBs. And with two outs and a runner on third, and we're up four runs, an absolute missile that Caden Joe as a lefty lays out for, knocks it down, jumps up, sprints to the bag for the third out, wins the game. I guess, you know why? Because athletes play first. Because athletes play first. I don't agree with that, but in this case, yes. Athletes play yeah, first, Coach Bronson. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, um, but that was cool. And then we get into yesterday. You know, we're 4-0. You know, um, nobody knew the Wolfpack Baseball Club was. Now it's like, oh, we're 4-0. Like, we're actually a pretty decent team. Go up against the eventual champions, um, the Test 13U, and my God. Well, we take a 3 nothing lead, and then they go up 6-3. And, I, you know, I think exhaustion kind of set in a little bit. I think that, you know, it just, it just, it was hot outside. These kids aren't really used to it. Kids from Houston and Austin are used to it. They are. It's just that's the weather it is there. Dallas a little drier, a little bit cooler. Um, and, and I think that, um, you know, cramps started setting in and, and exhaustion. I'm not making excuses here, but you know, it happens. It was the end of a long, a long weekend. We dropped the, uh, we dropped the first game. So then we get dropped in the loser's bracket now. Um, so we have to win that game to go to the championship, the second game, or, you know, we lose and we end up dropping that game as well. Um, gave everything we had. It was a really fun weekend. Mm-hmm. A lot of really fun baseball. Uh, Cole Johnson was the bench warmer of, of the year for us. He's a great kid. He's a great kid. He's been hurt. Um, we got some really bad news a few weeks ago, and he's been you know, hurt and hasn't been able to play. But he came to Houston and supported the team from the bench, which was just tremendous. And there's nothing I can't say. I mean, I'll go down the list. Like Caden Job with two with, with, with a walk-off and another game-winning uh, – um, yeah, with a walk-off and a game – Ending uh, a grab. You got Davis Montgomery had a bum knee and tried. This kid, man, he had a collision with Preston Farragut out in right field. Their knees collided. Davis didn't want to come out of the game and only came out of the game because he lasered one into right field and they threw him out because he couldn't get out of the box because he was so badly hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's when he took himself out of the game. His, his day was done. He now was the second game of the weekend. He still played four more games after that. Badass. Max Bachman. I, I just yeah. can't say enough good things about Davis. Davis yeah. He's a great team. As a leader, uh, as someone who loves the game of baseball, he encourages his teammates. Yeah. He picks people up, plays the game hard. Yeah. And he's he's excellent at it. Yeah. So cheers to him. Yeah, cheers, cheers, cheers to him. I know you, Davis. Um, no, we got uh, another guy who's very similar to that is Max Bachman. Max Bachman. Uh, you're supposed to say. Um, who, uh, who threw an incredible first three innings for us, game two on Saturday. Locked down uh, shortstop the rest of the weekend. He yeah. just absolutely locked down. You know, made a couple errors, which is, you know, happens. When you get 
30 chances in three days, you're going to make a couple errors, yeah, you right? Make, you know, 27 um, for 30. Is yeah, good. you're pretty good. He also went like 10 for 12 on the weekend right. hitting. Um, I was always on base. There was one play where he went first to third on a ground ball to left field because the left fielder came up lazily mm-hmm. and threw it to second. And so Bob Max recognized that and took third base. And that's just heads up base running, right? Um, Hudson Holt uh, threw a fantastic game, game one on Sunday. What a pitcher, man. Fantastic pitcher, great shortstop, third baseman, and center fielder as well. Yeah. Just great athlete. Um, you know, so he was a lot of fun to have. Let's talk about Griffin Savello for a second, man. Griffin Savello. Gamer. Um, he caught two games yesterday for us. He got he got four games overall. Four out of the six. He, brought, he, he caught, it was super hot on, on Saturday, and we, we started him off catching. My guy, you're catching both games. Cool. Then Sunday comes around in a must-win game, and as a reliever comes in and shuts it down and plays center field for us against that Kings team and played phenomenal center field, and then yesterday catches two games again. He's just a gamer. He's a great teammate. And he, you, know, you ask him to do it, and he'll do it. He's awesome. Um, you know, Chase Robbins, another phenomenal pitcher. There was um, he threw three innings on Saturday, threw twenty pitches on three innings. Mm-hmm. Like that's just oh, yeah, it was crazy. Are you kidding me? Um, you know, and a little bit hotter yesterday. It was a bit tougher, and uh, you know he he started the game really strong. And they just kind of caught up to him. They were a good hitting team. This test team was phenomenal. Ended up winning the championship, and they just caught up to him. Um, and you got Rhett Kincaid, uh, who you know it's tough to to go Saturday. He was our starting left fielder. Mm-hmm. Then Sunday, he was told he was sitting on the bench. He's going to be a pinch runner, and he still contributed heavily mm-hmm. to our running game. And then Monday came back, and he pitched and played left field for us. He made an absolute stellar catch at the wall. At the at wall, the on the track. Beautiful play, right? He just yeah. adjusted, right? He didn't get the play. Sunday didn't take him out of his game. Came back Saturday, uh, Monday, prime, ready to go. Like it, like it didn't even phase him because yeah. it, didn't, it didn't. He threw well. He played, yeah, great. Preston Farragut, uh, who we mentioned earlier, I mean, you know, you put him behind the plate. He has some things to button up, and he knows this, but he throws everybody out. He backpicks somebody at second. Just, and we didn't know what was happening because he very casually started his arm motion, and then he sped it up and threw a second and threw a guy out a second. He's a, he's a fun athlete. He can play every position. We put him at center, catcher, and pitcher because mm-hmm. that's where his value is for us, but he can play every position. Yeah. Um, Colin throw. Has um, developed into an absolutely stellar outfielder. Oh my god! He and believes down and outfielder. believes how important it is now, and he goes yes. out there and gets after it. This kid, he first off, swing it, right? first off, we started him game one of this tournament, right, against a team that the Texas Edge. Game one Saturday, Texas Edge hadn't lost a game in perfect game. They were fifteen and zero, and a lot of our kids know their kids and. Their team let us know a lot of their, hey, you've never beat us before. We played them in the fall. A lot of our kids have played them in the past. Not one kid in our team has ever beaten this team before. And um, Kellen was the uh, was the starter. Mm-hmm. He came in and he absolutely shut him down. And we won 6-3. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, he made... Some tremendous... We put him in right field a lot. Because, you know, it's important in right field to have somebody with an arm who can track down baseballs and has speed to like go back things up. So he's the he's the perfect right fielder for us, for what we need. And he made some incredible plays in right field, and we wouldn't have been 4-0 without him locking that down and without his pitching ability. So um, 
It was just fun. Anybody? I'm, 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 I'm forgetting to mention. I think I mentioned everybody. Um, Nate Cisneros, we mentioned, was a phenomenal courtesy yeah. runner. Um, he's very aggressive base yeah. running, which inevitably, as he, well, we're going to get to him. Yeah. Um, you know, when when you um, when when you're as aggressive a base runner as Nate Cisneros is, you're inevitably going to get thrown out. Yeah. He's so aggressive, but it works out a lot too. And then Grady, Grady is a dude who struggled a little bit at the plate this weekend, but you know he went up against that Texas Kings team and. Um, and he, uh, San Antonio Kings team, and he locked them, he shut them down. Five, I, I said, I need five innings out of you. You're gonna, you sometimes you're going to struggle at the dish, but it didn't take away from his other abilities to perform. Played good defense. Tremendous first base. Dish, right? Yep. Sometimes yep. you're going to struggle in certain areas of your game. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because you can still be um, a uh, valuable part of your team, whether you're just picking people up, whether you're throwing strikes, whether you're fielding the baseball. Yep. You know, whether you're just doing whatever you're doing, there's so much value to be had outside of just one little nugget of your game. So, great. Yeah, no, agreed. And then we have uh, Weston Williams. And I think my only regret with Weston Williams this past weekend was uh, that, unfortunately, he didn't pitch as much as we should have pitched him. We pitched him at the end of the first game against a test, basically to kill time. Um, you know, throw him in there, get him his work, and he's he's our closer. We just didn't need him to close out games. We had yeah. so much pitching that we just didn't need him to close out games. Um, but he. He's the ultimate teammate. You go up to him and say, hey, you're going to pitch. Okay, hey, you're not going to pitch. Okay, hey, you're going to play third. Okay, I'm going to, hey, you're going to DH this game. Okay. Yeah, he's great. He's just, you know, he will do whatever you want him to do. He has a tremendous bat. He plays really solid third base. I think he was six for six in opportunities on Saturday. Um, and then we benched him uh, Sunday and Monday because nothing that he did wrong. It's just the way our defense alignment went that we had Hudson and Chase mm-hmm. um, that we needed to get in there so we can store up other parts of our field and Weston was the odd man out in those situations yeah. um, but it was nothing against him right yeah, still got to hit still he still got hit. to hit he still did hit really well he um, you know started off rocky on the mound and he found it and he's a guy when he finds it man he's hard to hit um, and he did and uh, I'm proud of, proud of every single one of those kids I think we went through you know the Madronos were there and Jason got a couple of bats on Saturday and was our bullpen catcher Steven was you know you know, top of the top of the dugout all weekend long. Finally got his opportunity and squared one up. Finn got an inning yesterday. They just they hit him. Um, they they barely. It was weird for Finn because they they scored four runs on him, right? But it wasn't like they hit him hard. They just you know we had our outfield back for a reason. But he throws so soft and he throws strikes so softly that you know they were kind of just getting their little base hits in. Yeah, you know constantly. There were some misplayed balls and yeah, um, a couple errors. You know guys weren't playing used to playing defense behind him. So right, he, but he did what Finn does. He threw strikes. So. Absolutely, and then Lincoln Boyles just um, just uh, running bases as much as uh, much as he can for us. So that was uh, yeah. Anyway, that uh, that's it. That's our squad. That really wraps up our squad this weekend. It was a lot of fun to be a part of. I appreciate all the parents being there and, and taking them out there, and uh, you know, ordering us some pizza on Saturday night, and or you know, every time I looked up, I had another beer in front of me. Um, shout out uh, Allie Williams and uh, Jamie Cantrell for that. And uh, no, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of of this squad. Um, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. We're going to have Sloan, uh, Sloan White back, um, and uh, you know, behind you know the dish for us this weekend. He's been dealing with some hip issues, but some mobility issues. But he's cleared by the doctor to play, and uh, you know, we're uh, we're excited for this weekend and, and what's to come. Yes, that's what I got. That's it. That's yeah. the update on Wolfpack baseball. We'll be back with episode eight at some point, and yep. this was episode number seven, Champions Adjust podcast. You're hopefully number one podcast for everything baseball, specifically youth baseball is where our domain of 
um, expertise is. So go to jamsadjust.com for our mindset program and all of our merchandise. And every other episode we've ever recorded is available there at jamsadjust.com. So thanks for listening. Share this with a baseball yep. buddy. And go out there and have the most fun you can with whatever sport you're playing because that's what it's about. And always remember, never forget that champions adjust. See you all next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching.